Hello, my fellow Taoists, and welcome to the Tao of June. Living an inspired life. Not a perfect, it's actually an a extremely imperfect life right now, so don't, don't get the words twisted, you know. It's just an inspired life. I'm trying to be inspired by my own life, by my own mistakes, and... Also, my own accomplishments, right? Because there's a few scattered in there. <laughs> um, I'm driving to work. And <clears throat> here's the thing. I said that I was going to go to the Atlanta Pet Fair on my YouTube channel um, tomorrow morning to grab a pair of cordless clippers. I changed my mind. Uh, first of all, I didn't really want to go. It gives me anxiety, right? And here I was telling myself, I'm doing it for my fans. <laughs> right? As, as pretentious as that's, as arrogant as that sounds, I'm doing it for my fans. That's what I told myself, you know, like <clears throat> the least I can do is show up, you know, just show my face. And if anyone wants to say hi, that's probably all they want is just to say hi. And I was like, I'm doing it for them. But really, am I, am I? Cause I do get kind of a little bit of a rush, you know, I, I'd be lying if I said that it doesn't make me feel amazing, right? When someone notices you, right? Recognizes you, acknowledges you, right? And you're like, oh, wow, thank you. I get that boost, you know? It is. But then but then all of a sudden it's followed with that immediate uh, sinking feeling in my gut, like I'm going down a roller coaster, like, okay, what next? No, now what, right? <laughs> they recognize me, they said hi, now what do I do, right? Do I hug them? No, that's weird. I mean, I don't want to get in their personal space, right? I don't even like, I'm not a hugger. Sometimes I, I hug if I feel like that, that's what they're wanting, you know, and then I'll like go in for a hug and it's awkward. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's just uh, very awkward for me. And then when I leave a place like that, oh man, I feel so drained and I feel so like, uh, just, um, anxious, right? I feel tense. I, I keep going back through all of the interactions that I had and I'm like picking through why did I say that why did I do that did I pick my nose I didn't even know I, I like I'm not sure I think I picked my nose you know like why did I do that in front of her um so I don't know I was just thinking like I don't really want to go right and if I do go I'm not really doing it for them I'm doing it for me my own ego to stroke it a little bit so I was thinking you know, but I was going to go to get a pair of cordless clippers. That's what I was telling myself, too. Like, I really wanted to try working with a pair of cordless clippers. But then I was thinking about it on my walk this morning. What do I do if the cordless clippers, if the battery dies? You know, if I, if I lose charge during the day while I'm working, what do I do? So then I would have to take the base with me, right? The charging base. But then that's just an extra thing to carry in my bag. It's going to weigh me down more, you know? I was like, I don't really need a pair of cordless clippers. I don't really, you know, it's not really going to help. So I was like, oh, I was just doing it just to just to try it, right? Because I, I was like, oh, but I don't need it, right? And actually, I probably wouldn't even like it. Carrying that charging base, that extra cord, you know, like, I don't know. So I decided not to go. And then I was thinking, maybe I'll go on my YouTube channel and explain to, you know, my subscri- my subscribers, I'll, I'll call them. It just feels weird seeing fans, you know, like, like, I don't know. I've done, I've done very, I've done nothing to deserve anything that I've done. You can do too. Seriously, you can start a YouTube channel. Holy cow. 
Um, you can publish your own books on on Amazon. You know, like uh, just go to the Kindle store and you can self-publish your book on the Kindle <laughs> store. Anyways, um, everything I've done is nothing special, right? So I just don't feel like it's right for me to say I have fans. You know, right? I joke about it, of course, I joke, but that's how I cope with things that make me feel nervous or uncomfortable. Whenever I feel uncomfortable or nervous, I start to joke around like crazy and I start acting goofy and giddy, but I've been able to control it now because Toastmasters really helped. You know, they kept they kept reminding me after every speech I would give, you know, June, you don't have to giggle so much, you know, it kind of takes away from your credibility, you know, and like the nervous laugh and the the silly jokes, you know, and a lot of times I'm in such a, such a, like a high alert state, like, I, I don't know, I'm just like, I'm just like so, uh, so many thoughts are running through my head and I'm so uh, terrified when I'm in front of an audience that, and I'm controlling it well, everybody tells me like, I, we can't even tell, I'm like, awesome, because <laughs> I've been practicing a lot my whole life actually, because I thought I was going to be a pastor, and every time I would get up there to to make us, you know, give a sermon, I would pray so hard for the Holy Spirit to come into my body and take over and speak through me and deliver whatever message, you know, and, and it's not like whatever message, of course, I, I practiced, I, I wrote out the sermon, I, I, I read it over and over, practiced giving it in the room before the night before. Here's the thing. One time I didn't. It was the last sermon I gave while I was a pastor in high school. And my high, and my, um, my high school was like a church school. So anyways, I was a class past, senior class pastor. It was the last sermon I gave. And um, it really did. It really shook me. Um, I got so cocky. I got so arrogant. You know, my ego kicked in. Because after giving so many of those sermons and people just saying, wow, June, like, oh, my God, right? Um, one lady told me that she didn't even know, it, or like, an hour and a half had gone by. <laughs> I didn't know. The Holy Spirit took over when the Spirit hits, baby. What are you going to do, right? <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, so I just started thinking it was me, that I was something special, you know? And pride goes before the fall, right? Pride goeth before the fall. I mean, it's not like, um, it was arrogance. It was arrogance goes before the fall, you know? Being proud of yourself is a good thing. And striving to do things to make yourself proud of yourself to, so you can respect yourself and have self-confidence, that's a good thing. But I was arrogant, and arrogance goes before the fall. So, <sighs> this one time, I didn't practice the night before. I was like, I got this. <laughs> It's in the po- it's in my pocket. I could pull it out anytime, you know. Um, and so I didn't even practice the night before. I didn't read my Bible. I didn't pray. I didn't do all the things that would have prepared me mentally for the sermon the next day. And when I got up there, I bombed, dude. I bombed, bro. <laughs> oh my god, I sucked so hard in my high school crush who I'd been chasing for four years, since references my freshman year. She was there, sitting right behind me. <laughs> and I wanted to impress her so bad. <laughs> and I, I sucked. I fucking ate it, dude. In front of everybody, I ate shit. Right in front of everybody. In front of my high school crush. Oh, 
You know, who wants to talk to somebody who just ate a bunch of shit in front of everybody? You know, breath smells like shit. Like, don't talk to me, dude. Go over there. Yeah, you know? Oh, man. So it really had affected me. Had a, it really had an effect on me. I realized, wow, you got to stay humble. You got to be humble, man. You got to stay humble and realize that it's not you. It's the spirit. It's got to be, you know? And you have to have the right spirit of service, you know. You have to have the you have to have that spirit of of wanting to give, you know, of wanting to be of service and wanting to add value to someone's life, you know. And you got to be for real, legit, you know, or it just it won't work. You're gonna eat shit in front of everybody, um, and I did. And oh man, and that was the last sermon I gave. That was the last sermon I ever gave. Wow. <laughs> if you're gonna go out right <laughs> anyways oh man but hey you know that's that's a great example of just you gotta be real you know you gotta be real when i'm glad i did it because at that time i really did feel that arrogant so you know whatever if i could go back in time and and tap myself on the shoulder that night before and say hey dude you really ought to, you really ought to get into the right, you know, mind, mind frame, you know, you have to get that spirit, the right spirit in you, you know, or you're going to eat shit in front of your high school crush. Do you want that? You know, you're trying to impress her, right? It's like, if, even if I could do that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. I think I learned more from that experience than I would have from another successful sermon. You know, I think that it's true that we learn more from our failures than we do our successes, you know, and I think it's good to be honest about our failures, you know, and, and, and just the thing, like, thinking back to even when I started date, going out on dates, and I'm done now, holy cow, I'm done, but, um, you know, I was bored, <laughs> what a horrible reason to go and date somebody, you know, what an asshole, you know, not even considering somebody else's feelings, you know, I'm bored, I want to go out and do something with somebody, you know, <laughs> <clears throat> what an asshole. But anyways, I'm done. I, I'm not going to be an asshole anymore. So, um, one, one lady called me a fuckboy. Anyways, um, <laughs> maybe I am. Maybe I am a fuckboy. I don't know. So, um, I'll just try not to be, though, in the future. Anyways, that's not even a point. I don't even care about stuff like that. Why am I talking about that? <laughs> uh, what, the reason why I brought that up is because I thought, I thought if you go on a date with someone who is attractive, right? And who obviously has options. If I presented myself as the least favorable option, just by telling the truth, not lying or anything, just by telling the bare, honest truth, right? Unfiltered, unadulterated, you know, just unedited. Here is the truth. I live with my mom at 40 years old and I have three dogs that live with me. You know, and I got two daughters to take care of. That means, and I got my own business I run. That means I got zero time, baby, but I got time to eat. So we're eating dinner together right now, you know? And they would be like, oh, you're, you must make a lot of money. No, not that either, because I try to be a good guy and I feel bad about raising my prices and stuff. So I'm super busy, but, you know, I'm not, I'm not like, you know, rich or nothing. And I was like, you know, sometimes I kind of feel like I'm broke, but it's okay. It's only at the, at the time. You know, <laughs> everything comes in waves, you know, and I was like, but I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not going to make you pay for this dinner. I got this dinner, you know, I can cover this. <laughs> and then 
when the subject of uh, credit came up, because she mentioned that she bu- just bought a house and she has good credit, I was like, oh, man, my credit is tanked, dude. Like, you know, <laughs> nobody even wants to look at my credit just in case they might catch it, you know? <laughs> uh, like, that, that shit might be contagious, you know? She, I don't even want to look at it. Um, but yeah, and I was like, and she was like, what? And I told her, yeah, that's what happens when you go out of business. You know, I filled my business about 10 years ago. Um, no, about nine years ago. And yeah, but anyways, I was like, yeah, I failed my business and, and went in debt, severely in debt. I was like, there, I went so far, so hard in debt. I didn't think that there was going to be a way out. You know, it wasn't like I had to start over. That would have been nice starting over. I started in a hole so deep, I didn't know if I would ever get back to just just zero. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh my God, it's like, <laughs> it's like you think you're done when you hit zero? No, man, these days there's something called credit and they'll let you go way past zero. <laughs> now you're so far negative. Holy kid, I, I thought I was going to jail. I thought I was gonna go to jail, seriously. I was like, no way you go hard, this hard in debt and not go to jail. <laughs> You know, owe this many people this much money and nobody's coming. And my legs are not broken yet. You know, like I was scared. Um, but anyways, yeah, I was like, so I just, I, I suggest you don't go out of business. You know, like, you know, if, if you can, I was like, if you can, I don't want to tell you what to do, how to live your life. But, you know, just a small recommendation, like, you know, what I would recommend, small suggestion, you know, try not to go out of business <laughs> that hard. Um but yeah, the thing is, it totally backfired on me. I thought I would have a funny story to tell. I, I thought I would have several stories to tell. I actually set up three different dates that week. Because <laughs> I thought I was going to just boom, 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 go through all three, you know, and just have three funny stories to tell. Because nobody would want to spend time with, you know, someone like that, right? <laughs> but... um they were very impressed, I guess. And so uh, one, one, the, the one that called me a fuckboy and really I hurt her feelings and I'm sorry. Um, I even peed my pants in front of her. <laughs> I had to go so bad and we couldn't find a restroom. We were walking around in Atlanta and we couldn't find a restroom and I peed. I ended up, I peed on the side of a building, but before I could do get it out, you know, because <sighs> I'm a size 12. You know what I'm saying? I wear shoe size 12. I don't know if that means anything to you. I don't even know what that means. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so I couldn't get it out in time, and boom, it was all over my light gray pants. Light gray linen pants. So you could see the trail all the way down anyways. Um, And, yeah, I was like, it's over. Date's over, right? Oh, no. I should have shat myself. I should have shat myself. You know what I'm saying? Uh, maybe, Maybe, actually, if I shat myself, we'd be engaged to be married. You know what I'm saying? So for you single men out there, if you're on a date and you feel like this is the one that I want to take home to mom, just tinkle a little in your pants. You can't go full on. I I realized that you got to pull it out midway and finish the rest on the side of a wall, a brick wall, preferably, you know, to show your strength, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) To to display your dominance. I realized this was primal, you know, dominant behavior. No wonder she was turned on by this so um i give this to you it's yours to take i i give it freely this is yours to take gentlemen uh if you're on a date with the with a fine young lady and you're like this is the one i want to spend the rest of my life with 
to seal the deal. If you want to seal the deal that first date, I found out. I mean, I stumbled upon this, guys. I stumbled upon this key, the secret key. No wonder women would never tell you this. It's so powerful. It's like their kryptonite. So you just tinkle a little in your pants and preferably a light gray pants so that they can see the dark, you know, trail marks of your your manhood, right? Your your manliness, your testosterone-filled uh, urine. So as you urinate on yourself a little bit and you pull the rest out and then you all just, you are just a, t- you, you, <laughs> how do you call that? Um, hydrate. Hydro, no, it's not water. You urinically assault that brick wall, bro. So hard. That lady, that fine young lady will melt. I'm telling you. I'm telling you guys. She was on her phone. She was giggling. And she was so happy. You know? And I was like, <sighs> she's texting one of her friends that she's with the famous YouTuber. <laughs> and he's the one. <laughs> It couldn't be about my my accident just there. You know what I'm saying? That's probably not what they're talking about and laughing. So um, that date worked out. Anyways, uh, where was I going with this? Oh, yeah, just be real. You got to be real, man. Okay, you know what? Last example, because I'm almost at work. Where I'm going right now, I was actually supposed to be at a different house today up in Roswell. But these two people... Um, I just kept getting a feeling when I was there, this, this phoniness, this fake nice, this, this like put on this forced niceness. Right. But then every once in a while, it's like, no, but I don't, I don't know, you know, cause my radar is way off. I, I, I don't know when somebody is being fake or not. So I was like, I don't know. And they're like, you know, we're family. We're, you know, friends, we're family. And by the way, don't do that. Don't call somebody your friend if you're not willing to invite them over for dinner. You know what I'm saying? If you're not willing to hang out with them on the weekends, don't don't call them your friend. You know what I'm saying? If you're not willing to go to them with your problems or have them come to you with their problems, you know, and be supportive, then don't call them your friend. You know what I'm saying? Don't use words that you don't mean in order to get people to do things for you that you want. Because that's manipulation. That's manipulative. That's a manipulative tactic that people use, you know, to control others. So don't do that. And I didn't like that. I even joked around a little bit um, when uh, the, the one, of, one of the parents were, were in town. I was like, did you know we're family? You know, yeah, we're family. It's his fault. You know, he called me family. You know, just to, just to kind of gauge and see if they really do consider me that or not. But then, you know, I, you know, I, I have to test people from now on because I'm so trusting and so naive and I get taken advantage of and burned so easily and this last time, this recent time, I got burned so hard that it made me so angry. And now the anger has kind of fizzled down, you know. It's just a little ember now. It's not like a burning, raging fire anymore. But I do realize now I have to test people. I have to put a little pressure on people, you know, to see how they react. Because just like dogs, 
when you put when you put pressure on a dog, you get to see what that dog is really like, their real personality, right? Not when everything is calm and how you know the, the way they want, but when you put pressure on them. So I've been doing that with everyone, you know, all my clients, you know, just putting a little pressure on them and seeing what they do, seeing how they react to it. And the ones who react poorly, I've been firing. And yeah, so I fired them. And then they go on my Google, <laughs> my Google page, which I closed anyways. I, I never get my business from Google, so I don't give a fuck. Um, but yeah, and, my, and if you go on Google and you Google June the Groomer, it says closed. You know, my business is closed to the public. You know, I'm secret now. So I don't care. But yeah, I wrote a one-star review <laughs> saying they, they considered me family and all this stuff. I was like, what? And they said that they were at the hospital that day. It's like, what? I texted you. You know, what? You guys told me something different. Anyways, liars and manipulators. You know, manipulative behavior. I hate that. So don't be fake, man. You know, it's better to disappoint somebody with the truth than impress them with the lie. You know, that impressive lie. And you have to continue that lie and keep lying, you know, in order to keep that impressive lie going so you can continue to impress. It's better to just disappoint people right from the start with the truth, you know, like, oh, yeah, you know, I think you're a cool guy and everything, you know, and I really I really like how you're how you grew my dogs. But, you know, yeah, I mean, I hope you understand, like, we're not friends. You know, that'd be so much better than... You know, we're family, you know, it's like, oh, what? You know, like, I don't know. That's just me, though. That I prefer the truth. It's better to t- tell somebody no and then try to work it out later and try to make it a yes than to tell somebody yes just to make them feel good at the time. And then when the time comes, you back out. That's much worse than just saying, no, I can't do that. I'm sorry, I can't, I can't commit. It's better to let them down, disappoint somebody with the truth than impress them with the lie. You know, just be honest. And that's much better that way. And the fear may be, oh, people might think I'm, I'm not a nice person. So what? So what? You know what I'm saying? I'm not a nice guy. So what? I'm not a nice guy because what? Because I won't do what you want? Oh, okay. That's cool. You know, rather not be a nice guy then. So what? <laughs> you know, and th- those two words have really changed my life. I've been asking that about everything. So what? You know? Oh, if I fire these clients, you know, they might tell my other clients that they're friends with. So what? You know, I'll fire them too if they got a problem with it. You know? So what? And then, oh, but, you know, people might think I'm not a nice guy. So what? You know, at least they know that they can't take advantage of me and walk all over me. You know, they know I'm not a doormat now. You know, so what? I love it. You know, oh, what if this happens? So what? You know, what if that happens? So what? What if they say this? So what? You know, I just say so what to everything now because it's true. You know, oh, you know, June's doing so well now. And, you know, he's all this stuff, you know, look at him like Brad kind of, you know, flaunting and stuff. So what? You know, Um, it is nice. So what? I'm enjoying my life. What? I'm not supposed to enjoy my life? Because you're not enjoying yours, I'm supposed to not enjoy mine either. There is no amount of misery you can suffer to help anyone who's miserable. You can't join them enough. 
different than to feel any better. You know, you cannot get poor enough to help a single person who's poor. You can never get sick enough to help anyone who's sick. You need to do well for you and fuck what everyone else thinks. If they don't like it, fuck them. And everybody that looks like them, you know what I'm saying? Oh, no, that's not good. That's racist. <laughs> not, not fucking everyone looks like them. Just fuck them then. You know, the people who have a problem with you enjoying your life when you can, because life's not always enjoyable, right? Life fucking sucks sometimes. Not, no, life fucking sucks most of the times. So when, when, you're, when you're having a good time and you're enjoying it, so what if people think that, you know, this or that of you, if people judge you and say, oh, look at him showing off or, oh, it must be nice. It is nice. So what? I'm not supposed to enjoy it because you're not enjoying your fucking life, you know? Anyways, sorry, I don't know why I got so aggressive right there. Shoot. It's like, oh, man, he's about to fight somebody. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to fight nobody, but it's just like, man, you know, I'm just, I'm just over it. I'm just over people, trying to please people, trying to make sure everyone else is happy. You know, what about me? You get so unhappy doing that, you know? Have you guys heard of the joke, the great con Pagliacci? So this, this gentleman goes to a doc, the psychiatrist, right? He says, doctor, please help me. I'm, I'm so incredibly depressed. I'm so deeply depressed that I don't know what to do. He's like, life just seems so uncertain and so, you know, unfair. And like, just, he's like, I'm just so sad about everything. He was like, I just can't, I can't bear it. I, I'm going to. I just feel like tonight's the night. I'm just going to kill myself. And the doctor says, you're in luck. Tonight, the great clown Pagliacci is in town. And anyone who goes and sees him, like, they always come out full of life and happy. And, you know, like, nobody goes to Pagliacci's show and doesn't laugh their head off. So that's what, that what, I, would, that's what I would suggest. Go, go see him tonight. And he bursts into tears, the gentleman, and says, but Doc, you don't understand. I am the great clown, Pagliacci. Isn't that incredible? So, yeah, you got to put your own mask on first if the plane's going down, right? I mean, we got to take care of ourselves because the world is not going to do it for us. The world's never going to check in on you and say, hey, are you eating well? Are you exercising and taking care of yourself? You know, are you doing the things that you you know you should? Because, you know, we know you're a good guy and we know you're doing it for your mom. You know, you're doing it for your family, aren't you? You're a good guy. We're going to check in on you and motivate you and try to keep you accountable. The world's not going to do that. The world doesn't give a shit, dude. You got to do it for yourself. You got to motivate yourself somehow and you got to find the reason that's deeper than just, oh, I want to make money. I want nice things because that, that stuff is fleeting. You got to do it for some deeper meaning than that. You know, you have to have a realization of what your purpose here is. I believe the purpose of life is to make things better for others while we're here. That's what I believe. It's that simple. We are here to try to make things a little better for others while we're here. I hope that helps. I hope anyone that's listening to this, uh, you know, gets some value out of this. 
and I honor the light in you that's also in me. Namaste.